Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey there, Lisa Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of Podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think Podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights, techniques and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. Today we have an episode. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you were expecting something else, but we have an episode. <laughs> we have an episode about something that's a little uncomfortable that we're going to ask you to tolerate a little. It's going to be uncomfortable and we want you to lean into it because that's where awesomeness lies. You know, the beginning of discomfort Anywhere in life, you know, whether it's exercise or eating healthy or a better relationship, maybe it's a new job, something like that. There's always something that's uncomfortable or distressing, disturbing about it in the beginning. But if you can lean into that and learn how to tolerate that distress, tolerate the discomfort and any fear, whatever else you've got going on, you're going to actually see, uncover, discover all kinds of really awesome things both about the situation and especially most importantly about yourself. And we're going to talk about that today because it's kind of an interesting progression, I guess you could say. We were unpacking this just before we started recording the podcast. So if you were not watching our YouTube channel, head over to YouTube and you would see that whole discussion before we got started. But it is a progression. That's what I'm getting at. That it kind of starts with one thing and it does require you, I guess, getting to another spot here. So Nathan, what are your initial thoughts and unpack this a little bit for us? Yes, I will unpack it. Like I would unpack a package that I received from the swag shop at shrinkthink.com. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Merchalicious, baby. We awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we run into this probably the most obvious clinically is actually with well, well at least where I do, is with couples. Because what will happen is we'll come to a place where one person kind of realizes that, oh, this is something I'm going to have to change. It's obvious. And they kind of feel typically embarrassed because it's a weird experience where everybody kind of knows it but you. So like, wow, I really do that. You know, that type of like you can't avoid it because you've got your partner in the room, you got the therapist in the room. And then you start wondering, like, 
So how long have they been seeing this? Like, so, okay, this is a thing. You have this kind of radical acceptance where you own it. But then the thing we have to work through clinically is how to stay there, how to realize that the only influence you have is over yourself. So a lot of the stuff that maybe you were trying to do to get your partner to do something is was a waste of your time because <laughs> you can't control them. And I think the way I see this a lot is with individuals as well. Uh, similar maybe kind of situations often it can be in a relationship or an individual that is trying to get into a relationship or whether it's a family member or something like that where they keep bringing up kind of the same, whether it's the same person or the same issue over and over again. and literally we'll speak directly to it like well it sounds like this is the reality of the situation and the person might say i know and then sort of move on (laughs) and it's like do you though (laughs) do you really know because there's another cycle where that'll happen again and again where another situation that's very similar will pop up and we'll say oh this is just like that past situation yada 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 whatever or again like okay this seems to be sort of a pattern this thing is coming up again and the person might be like I know, like, why does this keep happening or whatever? And it's like, I don't think you really know. I don't think you really see or accept what's going on. Because if you did, I think there is a certain action that you would take that would change your course. But I think the the fact that most of us, when we encounter those cycles over and over again, we don't see what's going on because we don't want to really be honest about it. And so we <laughs> we sort of hide our eyes, you know, do the like, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil sort of a thing. And we're just like, la, 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 (laughs) in our la, la land about what's going on. And then it keeps happening again and again. And we're like, I don't really know why. I saw this most recently with a younger guy, probably early 30s. And integration here, Enneagram 6. So loyalist, yeah. And also skeptic at the same Uh time. (laughs) uh Yeah, they tend to struggle a lot with fear. They look ahead for things a lot, like look down the line. And so this person kind of doubts their own vantage point about everything and needs, honestly, because of the life growing up, they need validation. But a six will look at that validation for the ways that they didn't get validated and then try to do it again. So there, <laughs> he's in this relationship where it's really obvious that this person's not right for them. I mean, I'm not even saying that. They're saying, like, they're not right for me, Right. wrong they're wrong for you (laughs) right (laughs) let's just be clear but no matter how much we go over it they're finding one more reason that they just keep staying there so it's like okay next week they come in you know and he's like so this is the kind of dumb stuff that happened this week i went to work they were there all day at my house i mentioned can you please defrost this And then I come home and they're sitting out in the yard with all the dog poop that they haven't cleaned up from their own dog. They don't live there. They bring their dog over (laughs) and they 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 let the dog do whatever. It's so crazy. (laughs) They live in a dog park or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, the point of this whole thing is it's just one more thing that he's like getting frustrated with about how like they can't even go and take something out of the freezer And then I'm doing all this life for them all the time. And I'm like, yes, you seem pretty determined to do that. Actually, it's weird because they are being kind of honest. 
because they see it, but they're also not willing to tolerate the fact that they're going to have to own it and move forward. Yeah. As you're saying that, it reminds me, I've seen this with parents of like adult children as well, where if the child, like it doesn't really seem to be going anywhere, doesn't really seem to be doing something with their life. There's often like this realization. Well, it's an admittance really on some level by the parents that's like, well, this is what's going on, you know, the kid, whatever. And maybe we have probably enabled them to too much or whatever. And then it's like, so we're going to. But <laughs> yeah, but we really love our kid and they don't have anywhere to go. So we should probably keep enabling them. <laughs> that's a good idea. Right. And it's like, no, because that's that's exactly what we're talking about. That lack of acceptance that like I don't want to accept that this is the way it is. I want to change the situation, change the other person, change the way I'm thinking about it in my mind so that it's not real. It's like, well, let's just dress it up a little bit. Right. Let's make it into something that it's not. And then be like, look, see, this is OK. Like this turd is wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> it's not a turd. It looks really good, <laughs> but it looks sharp, sharp, a sharp turd. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like occurred to me. Like I haven't thought about this before. So stay with me for a second. It seems like this actually could integrate with the grief process because there's something mm. you said with the acceptance. I thought, you know what? You're actually losing. You're losing your vantage point, right? Um, you're losing what you thought was reality. So now you would kind of accept that that there's a change. You can still jump back into denial and sadness and anger. And like, maybe I could have done this different, you know, anyway. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point, because when you're saying that, like in order to move into acceptance and say, OK, this is what it is, you have to let go of what you wanted it to be, what you think it is maybe some of what you saw or what you had hoped it would be. And so that's really like the grief or the loss of what could have been or what you wanted it to be. It's really in a certain sense, it's grief about a part of yourself. I wanted things to be this way or I want this person to be this way or whatever. I wanted to be this way and I have to grieve that loss of myself in myself. Yes, it is so frustrating to have to grieve stuff all the time. Don't you feel like you're kind of doing it for one reason or another? Always. As like, time is going on, you're just constantly like, OK, I guess this great shirt that I love is like worn down. I have to like grieve the loss. I know. <laughs> That's why I want to buy like three shirts of the same one. So I'm like, when one goes, I'm like, oh, good. I have a backup. What's that lady that does that where you say goodbye to the shirt? Oh, uh, Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to say goodbye. I want to say goodbye. Oh, look, here's your brother. <laughs> they were triplets. <laughs> it was a three for one sale. That's why sometimes I buy several of something because I know, oh, I really like this. Let's that way that they hope can stay alive. <laughs> That's right. Because it's hard to grieve. It really is hard to like let go of that stuff. And we're talking about something silly, like an article of clothing. But when it's like a time period or like a, a 10 years of your life or a relationship or like it's a, a partner, a family member, a child, you know, something that's way more significant, you are accepting that the world is different than you thought it would be. And maybe it's harder or it's scarier or it's more painful than you wanted it to be. It, this all relates, a lot of it relates to your attachment style. So in my case study that I'm bringing up here, kind of, this guy grew up in a home that there was a lot of drug abuse. So when you think of all the chaos that they're <clears throat> used to experiencing, and then also a lot of the duties of life are on them, they are able to tolerate the duties of life being on them and also the chaos. 
and they don't necessarily have ever actually been able to hold on to the fact that their vantage point is valid. They shouldn't, you know, you, you see your mom doing something that's just that no other moms do, because as you start to get older, you're like, uh, my friend's mom doesn't do that stuff. And then you start understanding your vantage point is acceptable. You get to more hate the situation, but you still want your mom. Like you still want, all, so you have to tolerate the chaos to keep that connection. You're tolerating the wrong thing, essentially. And at some point you have to accept that like, no, I don't have to do that anymore. I can, I can accept my own space, my own thing and move forward. But therein, this person could lose this relationship, right? In order to do that. And I think that's the difficulty with acceptance is that you are accepting that this is hard or it's painful. Um, this could be bad. You're accepting that it's scary and you're you're engaging that like in your life and like leaving it there. It's like putting a snake in your in your room like the snake at any point could bite you. But you're just going to leave it there because, you know, that that's the reality of the situation. When you ignore that or you pretend like it's not there, you're you're really just de delaying the inevitable, right? And and that you're like resisting reality and that resistance often is what's the cause of suffering. You know, cuz there's a saying out there that says like in life pain is inevitable but suffering is optional. You know, cuz the things are difficult, people get sick, people die, people get injured t-shirts wear out oh, freaking <laughs> you, know, you went there that's again. also part of it sorry to trigger you trigger warning <laughs> <laughs> but those things happen that's the pain of life that we have difficulty tolerating and oftentimes we resist that and increase our suffering and increase the friction and the tension inside of ourselves and with our life by trying to pretend that it's not there and live in some other alternate reality in our minds that's more tolerable for us yeah and and it's I guess what we're, we probably should go would be, okay, so what do we do with this? How do you, and how do we, what are we supposed to do? And some of this is like, we're just talking about the inevitability of, of, I guess the grief cycle when it comes to it, you are going to experience a back and forth with acceptance. But just like we tell people when you grieve, you have to stay there and walk toward it. You can't just, you cannot intentionally be in denial because that's where the inevitability is. Yeah, I've heard a, a phrase that says something like this about grief. Grief is a desert that must be walked by foot. There's no shortcut. Oh, man. That paints a picture. It's hot. And you could dehydrate a lot. It, and it's long, right? It's a, it's a long, like the desert is not like a small, like, oh, this will take us like 10. We should get to the other side. I see the other side, 10 minutes. It's usually like long and arduous and it's got these rolling hills and those are very difficult to walk through. Right. But it's this, the kind of thing that you can't take shortcuts. You can't take a helicopter past your grief and be like, oh, look, uh, I've done whatever I need to do because the acceptance like actually walking that path is you're facing something. You're learning something about yourself. So, yeah, it's hot. Maybe you get dehydrated. You're facing those parts of yourself that want to quit that want to give up and turn around, that want to say, oh, I'm such a victim, or this is too hard, or whatever that they want to say. And you have to reconcile that in yourself and keep going, meaning facing the reality of the situation and literally just saying, okay, this is what it is. Right. It just is that way. And the first step, I believe, would be 
when you're inside of looking at it, right? So you've accepted it, okay? That doesn't mean that you're going to stay in acceptance because you can come back out of it. But while you're there, you need to do something different. You need to do something with the acceptance. You need to, for example, make the decision that you, like in this other case I'm using, you should inside that moment talk to, the, to this other partner that you have and tell them, okay, I do not believe that we're right for each other. Um, in this other situation, in the same situation, the closest this person's ever got to that would be, don't you think that we're not right for each mm-hmm. other? Right? Because no, I don't think that actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Okay. No problem. So, pizza for dinner. Okay, great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's owning your own vantage point. I'm going to do this. I'm going to like whatever you're saying, you're using I pronouns. Yeah. And I think along with that, another first step is don't do that thing that you always do. Right. Because that thing that you always do is based in not acceptance, not reality. It's based in whatever it is in your imagination that you wanted things to be like, oh, well, maybe we could be right for each other if da 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 da. So I'm going to blank. And that's the thing that you always do in order to keep your imaginary world alive. So part of it is don't do that thing. And you'll know what it is. You know, if it's like, oh, I always do this, don't do that thing. And instead, sit in that reality, let yourself like just see more than what you can see. And this kind of goes back to that episode from uh, Young Pueblo that we talked about observing beyond your reactions so that you can see more than what you saw before and learn more about yourself and the situation. So if you can sit in that acceptance and that reality for a little bit longer than you're used to sitting, you'll see a whole lot more. And now like new options for action will present themselves to you. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking as you're saying that, that as you, as you begin to, to not do that thing, the other thing you want, you, you, I guess I would encourage you to remember is who you are is okay. Part of the acceptance that you're doing and being honest with yourself is you're accepting that this is where you're at in life. You don't know everything. You have not learned everything. You have done things wrong. You have done things so wrong that you've probably screwed relationships up. That's happened. And who you are is okay. Ultimately, you're just trying to do life. I mean, so accepting like I'm, I'm a person in process, but you know, I can't continue to do the same things that I've been doing. I know exactly where that goes. So part of the tolerating that you're also doing is tolerating stuff inside of yourself or tolerating aspects of yourself, like my own humanity. I'm tolerating my own mistakes, my own shortcomings and limitations as a person. Um, or if you're taking that next step, that's scary. Like, OK, I need to admit to somebody that this is the reality of the situation. I'm engaging that part of myself and I'm accepting that it's difficult where it's scary and I'm doing something about it anyway. And that's me growing instead of just staying the same, spinning my wheels in that imaginary world, right? That's where like the real growth as a person and an engagement with the real world happens where that's you can actually make progress in life because you're accepting the world as it is and you're engaging it for what it is. And here's the thing, you're going to end up being wrong. What I mean by that is, all the fear and the different ideas that you've contrived to keep you doing whatever it is that you've been doing are very, very blown up. And when you move into the relationship that, and I'm in my example, well, not my example clinically that I've been saying, but just in whatever you have in your mind's eye right now, when you do something different in that, in that relationship, 
you're going to find it doesn't go like you thought. There's going to be aspects of it that you'll be like, oh, I knew it. And then there's going to, it's going to feel like nothing, like and nothing. It's going to feel probably somewhat anticlimactic. Oh, that's what it is, huh? Okay. And, and then you just start, it can be kind of freeing. First of all, you will have just accomplished what you were set out to do. You will have just done something. And there will be a weight off of your shoulders that you do not even know that you are carrying right now. And it is significant. And after that, you also realize that was not as bad quite as I thought, because you have made all kinds of crap up about this. I guarantee you that's part of being honest with yourself because your worst fears are coming true, except for they kind of don't. In that, like you're saying, there's this acceptance of reality. And when you accept it, you're seeing things as they are. And now you're also living in freedom. You are free from all of those like stories, all of those meanings, all of those like attachment, whatever's that you've applied to these situations or these people, these relationships. You're free to just let things be what they are. Man, Aaron, you make all this sound so easy. It's not easy. (laughs) It's simple. It's simple, but it's hard. Yeah. Tolerating yourself and that acceptance is a very difficult thing to do, but it's very simple and straightforward. And it's where I think you will find the greatest meaning, the greatest purpose, the greatest um, aspects of yourself. And you'll see other people very, very differently. I think you'll just learn there's just so much more depth and beauty and strength and meaning in those places than in this alternate reality imagination world that you've been living in. It almost sounds like after doing this, you will find you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 